When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what the fuck it is? Aries and Andy, chewing the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Yo, Aries. Um, What's up, man? I can't find Steve's number. Do you have it? I need to tell him something real quick. Yeah, uh, write this down. Um, 818-555-7420-STEVE. That's as good as it's going to get. Steve, play the music. <laughs> trying to think of one on the fly because I just couldn't, I misplaced the one I was going to read. I, I've taken off from doing those for so long. I, I, I You don't remember how to do them now? No, I don't remember. My skills just ain't sharp. You know, I used to have to try to force myself to think of one every week. Uh, but, you know, Frank Williams and between the other couple guys who have been helping out, uh, they just gave me a break. Daddy been on a long vacation. That's all. <laughs> First one. Oh, here he comes. Watch out, girls. He'll beat you up. Oh, here he comes. He's a woman beater. Ronald Williams. Uh, what's up, ANA? Uh, Aries, I found the episode 172, the first time you introduced us to Bobby Patterson. Hands down, one of the funniest episodes. I've been looking for this episode for at least two years. Please go back and listen to it. Thank you, brother. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have known what the exact number was uh, to which he was introduced, but uh, apparently you remember his birth date. The origin story of, of Bobby, Bobby Fackin Patterson, kid. Um, I like this one. I like the title in this one. Poncho Z. Andy is the cactus that grew from the concrete. I like that because we know the saying as to be the rose that grew from the concrete, which is to say that something so beautiful, even around the most horrendous conditions, can still find a way. Uh, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> that was good. That was a good. That was your best, Jeff Goldblum, right was there. Was it? Was yeah, it? I think that I was. I think I, because I didn't try too hard. Um, 
Um, so he's saying a cactus because one, and I don't know that you did this because of this, but Andy made the, the notice because he's from Phoenix. Um, I didn't even think about that, but I'm just saying, and I, I, I think what you're going for is that Andy's not a rose. He's come out strong. He's prickly. He's dangerous. A cactus can hurt you <laughs> if you don't know what but you're doing. Dangerous. He's dangerous. He's risen from the concrete as a cactus. Now, if you tie in the Phoenix thing, well, then that just makes him motomeria. What's up, Aries? This is Poncho Z again. And the title of this email is a play on the Tupac poem, The Rose That Grew From The Concrete. And have you heard of these Chinese spy balloons <clears throat> over American cities? It would be funny if you did the Chinese accent and did the racist Chinese <laughs> theme. Oh, and then did an impression of, of President Obama calling black revolutionary soldier Leroy Jenkins to destroy the balloon with rocket launchers and fighter jet airplanes. But this motherfucker got a lot of weed and time on his hands. This would be hilarious. Also, when you have a new guest on a podcast, make sure you guys read my email because I want you to read my email to the guests. Like when Jay Moore comes on, did you know he's, oh, he, he told me, did you know he's marrying Jeannie Buss? It would be funny if you called him the new Stedman, LOL. And also, you're uh, right. Maya Campbell was the main cast of the TV show in the house, uh, on the TV show In the House with LL Cool J. But Lark Voorhees was on In the House for 18 episodes as well. I did not know it. And if you don't think she was the baddest girl in the 90s, you got to watch the movie How to Be a Player with Bill Bellamy. Dude, Lark is cute. She's cute. But nah, no. Not, not Stacey Dash bad. No way. Um... Uh, because uh, but, but, but Lark is what you call a classic beauty, while Stacey Dash is more like a video vixen. And also, did you know Dustin Diamond, because he did stand-up before he died, was on Saved by the Bell with Lark? He reminds me of Andy, LOL. And do you have any memories of him, uh, of either him or Lark, if you ever met her? Never met Lark or Dustin Diamond. I do not agree with you on your assessment between Andy and Dustin Diamond. Because uh, Andy is actually funny. Dustin Diamond, Dustin Diamond uh, had no business behind the mic. Um, I would have taken Screech career, though. Just that show? I would have done it. I would have tried to do more. Knowing but, you couldn't do anything else. But you know, that's the hardest thing about this business. If you get it early and then nothing follows, then you're a success, but you feel like you're failing. You know, when we left the movie theater yesterday from Ant-Man, there was a dude, it was two dudes with a girl walking out of the theater. And listen, man, this is life. That's why, you know, if you're fortunate enough, blessed, you come from good stock, good genes, you're one of the fortunate ones. Uh, and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on ugly people, but this dude just looked so awkwardly geeky. And I, I just went, you just know when you see certain people, you go, unless this motherfucker rich, they're going to struggle getting pussy. Well, unless this bitch uh, does something, she ain't getting Brad Pitt dick. She ain't getting quality dick. It's just, again, being attractive is, is a gift. Uh, and, you know, um, Dustin Diamond, that it can work for you if you can make it work for you. But it doesn't help you. You know what I mean? Because you look at the guy, what's, what's my Mark Paul Gosler? Good looking dude, man. 
good looking dude, him and Mario Lopez. But Mark Paul Gosler went from that show to the, he was on NYPD Blue, its last remaining years. Then he did that show on TNT, like a comedy where him and that other dude played lawyers. Good looking cells. And when you don't have the looks, unless you know how to use it, make it work for you, a la a Mr. Bean uh, or, or some way of acting, it's unfortunate, but it can hinder you. It just, it just, it's, it's unfortunate. And Dustin Diamond, he had a specific look that geeky, he was certainly typecast. Where do you go with that past that? I think you have to disappear for a while. It's the same problem that... Uh, yeah, but you're going to come back with the same look. No, what's what's the dude, uh, the black dude, though, that played the, the geeky character? Julia White? Urkel? Yeah. No, dog. No. No, no, no. No. What about... He, he's been typecast, too. Yeah, he has. He's done a couple things here and there, but people see him as that dude. He may have worked a little bit more than Dustin, but they see him as that dude. Dude. Okay, but Mario Lopez, good looking dude. Yes. But with he, the dimples and everything. Yeah, but he's on listen, I'm not knocking anybody's He's on an entertainment show where he's in your hotel room telling you about movies. Yeah. I mean, is that is that is is that what he saw himself? I, I'm not knocking I see that what job. You're Maybe not. I'm not knocking that job. But Mario. but he's been doing that. Access Hollywood, yeah. one of those shows. He he's 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 good. Yeah, no, I know he's making money. I know he's good. I'm not knocking that job. This is where like you have to be careful how you say something about someone because I'm not trying to. I'm not mocking him at all. More power to him. I'm glad he has a job. I'm glad he's working. I'm glad he's everything that he has. Not knocking at all. But is that how you saw yourself? You know what? Maybe not. But you could also not be getting the money. That's what I'm saying. And what, but what I'm saying is, when you look like Mario Lopez, you get more chances. Right. When you look like Mark Paul Gosler, you get chances. Some dudes, they got the one shot. And if that one shot is playing that role, then that's it. So here's the thing, though. You have one shot, and that shot comes when you're young, and you're going to hit it, and you're going to get a certain little uh, boost for yourself for that period of time, and it goes away. That could be it for you. Do you right. just accept that and do you take it? There's no, a- I don't think you, listen, you're going to eat. You got to pay your bills. Well, I know there's plenty of people, though, that walk away from Hollywood after uh, a, a hit. Well, that's because, you know, look, they've made enough money where they can afford to walk away and they don't want to deal with the insanity of it. So it, it, it's, it's, it, one, I wonder why, you know, I'm, I'm reason we're talking about Dustin Dime, just even bringing this up is, you know, he's, he's obviously not here. But he was also, you know, on the dark side of comedy. Yeah, but what was he doing? On, why was he doing comedy? I mean, I mean, to pay the bills, dude. Listen, every every actor that I've ever known that didn't start out in stand up, that didn't have roots in stand up, they were just comedic actors. They were good in comedies, movies, and television because they had comedy chops in terms of timing and ability that don't make you a stand up. And then when the work dries up on camera. You still got to pay your bills. So it's either become a regular Joe or use those comedic skills that you have to go, maybe I can do stand-up. I get that. But when you're Dustin Diamond, it looks like you're reaching. When other Because he didn't it, have it in him. It, when yeah. he didn't have it, he didn't have the muscle. Not for real. It, it just, but that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there, there's guys that are doing comedy right now that didn't start off as comedy. Um, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Are two big names doing it? Yeah, but they're working the craft. They're they're trying. They're, they're yeah, uh, but they didn't look like they 
Dustin Diamond looked like, when he started doing comedy, it really looked like I have nowhere else to go. Right. Yes. They, they, the, the muscle didn't feel natural. Piven and Michael Rappaport, and Michael's got that New York hostile, I'm a New Yorker, fuck you, fucker, go fuck yourself. It is hostile, too. I've yeah, seen it on it's stage. That, yeah, that, that's that thing, that New York flavor. Yeah. And he, he knows how to be funny a little bit. So it's working for him. You know, Piven is so good at what he does and playing that role, Artie. Ari Lang. On, on Honorage? No, Ari. Not Ari, Ari, Lang, Ari. Not Ari Lang. Ari Gold. Sorry. Ari, Ari, Ari Lang. Ari, right. That's a different character. Ari Gold. But he's, you know, he's got some, some, some shit. But what separates those guys from the Bill Burrs and the Dave Chappelles, now we're talking about dudes who are really born for this. But that's what comedy is becoming. And it's going to become more like that is where it's famous people in a room that you went to go see because they were famous. That's what, and, and as, as everybody keeps trying to take all the offensive stuff out, trying to make it this friendly kind of, comedy is not friendly. I, I just would like that. There is friendly comedy, but comedy and its right. root is not, is not friendly. Um, but as more and more people keep doing this, that's what they're trying to make it. In. It's, it's, a, it's a show that you go to, you go to a room. But this is what I love about the purists. And I'm not talking about comedians. I'm talking about audience members. The people know where to get the real, raw, uncut cocaine. And there are people that like the real, raw, uncut cocaine. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that, for me, almost feels like a niche. A niche or a niche? Both of them are correct, actually. It feels like a niche-niche. Uh, <laughs> now, that's a, I believe that's some kind of noodle dish. Right. Okay, I'm just making sure I cover all my bases. Um, and that's cute. For what it is, if that you're fine with going, and that's oh, you know what, and that's what shocked me when I had my meeting uh, with my manager uh, and my agent. They told me a couple big names. I'm not gonna say it on here, I'll, but I'll tell you off. They named a couple big name comics, and they said not selling tickets. And I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa! How could so and so be on TV for this many years? And are struggling to sell tickets. I would think that people would go, uh, uh, this person comes into my living room every week. I, I know this person. I, I see him uh, regularly and, and, and currently. That don't sell tickets? He goes, some of these dudes can't sell tickets. And that is a testament to how strong is your coke, nigga? You, you, yes, you can lean on television and the fact that you're on it. Maybe to get them through the door. But at the end of the day, the purists know the coke got to be strong. And I was blown away by that. And I, I saw, and, I, and I go, so you mean to tell me if I'm on Law & Order, one of the biggest, most known legendary shows, and I've been on there for 10 years, I, I couldn't go and fill, sell out a, a theater? He goes, uh, that's drama. They're, 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 they're funny people who have been on dramas for years, but because it's not comedy, just the name alone and being on the television show, nope. That's, that's mind-blowing to me. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of people that aren't selling <clears throat> tickets right now. Tickets are not selling the same way they used to. And not only that part of it, but who is selling tickets? It, it, it's moved over to a social media atmosphere where if you have a... TikTok, you know, more power to you. However you figure out to make your money, make your money. But it just, uh, as someone who really 
loves comedy for what it what it is to me, mm-hmm. it's it, sometimes it's hard to see that and, and be pleased with it. All right. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, can't find the name on this one, uh, but it's part four. Quilo Nickel. Uh, first and foremost, Aries, keep up the good work. As a truck driver, I normally listen to the podcast on Spotify, but I was able to catch a video on YouTube, and it looks like you are dropping pounds. Keep going. I hope you reach whatever goal you have set for yourself and then exceed the expectations. You guys continue continue to give me life on the road and much-needed joy with your amazing podcasts and laughs that I can't get anywhere else. Much love to you as well, Andy. I commend you growth behind the mic on the, on the show. In the beginning episodes, you didn't seem comfortable, which is understandable. But now, even when you have your brain stutters, you are very much appreciated. That's the cactus through the concrete. Dude, I like brain stutters, though. Uh, which you both continue success again. And thank you for the laughs. And I hope to see you guys if you ever, uh, ever back in Washington State. Would love to attend the show and meet you guys. P.S. On the stand. Um, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but after Aries asked about campaign, the muskrat looking nigga, Aries was so deep in thought while Andy was talking about the suns. You could see him briefly zone out until he got the right creature that campaign looked like, LOL, <laughs> comedy gold. And personally, I think he looks more like a mole rat. Sorry for the long message. Uh, God, I wish I, I'm sorry, brother. You, you put part four on here, which is to say you gave us other parts and I didn't catch the first three. So I could not remember to whom this is coming from. But uh, yeah, whoever you are. <laughs> the seriousness which you, you just did there yeah, was yeah, yeah. is great. Uh campaign looks like someone who's injured is what he looks like. Uh right. I, he needs to get off that bench. I hope he comes uh, <clears throat> I hope he's coming back soon. Uh yeah, but he does he has a he has his own look. Yes. Yes. He should go to Hollywood. He's a creature. Hey guys, uh Jeff is about to unleash his new creature. Everybody get a glass of wine <laughs> and some cheese. We have Gouda. <laughs> We have Brie, Cheddar, and Swiss. Here he is. Oh, my God. Look at that creature. What is it? It's a campaign. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, Nick Puente. Uh, uh, let, me, let me save that till last. Um, the Big Mirror Podcast. Okay. Uh, the Big Mirror Podcast, delusional-ass LeBron fans. Amir from Chicago. Uh, yo, Aries and Andy, LeBron is a tremendous player, but this debate between him and Jordan is the most nonsensical debate in the history of sports. Michael Jordan, the greatest, missed three seasons, injured in his second year and basically two seasons after he retired the first time. Jordan averaged 30 points per game for his career, uh, leaving around 7,000 points on the table. <clears throat> if Mike completed those seasons... LeBron would still be chasing that record going into 21 verse, would, uh, versus what would have been only 17 seasons for Mike. Less is more. Number two, the competition argument is fucking asinine. Mike played against extremely talented players uh, on top of being clothesline, spine bustered, bustered, and choke slammed during games. On the other hand, LeBron has been getting abused by a 6'2 guard that shoots the ball from half court. Shout out to Steph, but the guys in the Kobe Shaq era wouldn't even allow that shit, let alone the Mike era. Three, I could go on with this shit forever, but I'll end it here. 
Michael Jordan never had to go to another man's team to learn how to win. Love the podcast. Keep them coming. You know, I'm going to say in defense of LeBron a little bit. I don't think that LeBron, I think it's wrong wording to say that he had to go to another team to learn how to win. I think he needed to have people help him win. Um, as, as, as high as his basketball IQ is and with his God-given ability, I, I think he knew how to win. He just didn't have a team. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Uh, everything else I agree with you on. Okay, well, you said that. And let me just ask you this question. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. uh, dethrone. Piss me, piss yeah, me off? No, no, I'm not trying oh. to dethrone LeBron on whoever feels any way about him. When he won in Miami, that first one. Yes, not one, not two, not three, not four. Who Whose team was it? Dwayne Wade. Okay. Yes. So, but Dwayne said to him, for us to be successful, you got to take the reins. Dwayne... Yeah. Anointed him your team now. Yeah. I mean, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that he had the proper help. You know what I mean? We're talking about a title switch. The car is still the car, no matter whose name is on the D. I I just, listen, with the, as far as, I I said this last week, as far as body type, he who he was. I honestly, I think George, I, I think LeBron's body type, his strength. Um, I almost wish he would have went to college. I, I would, I think it, 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 it worked against him because he had the strength. He didn't develop a lot of the, some of the other skills that he could have developed. If he would have been a little smaller, a little bit where he had to work a little harder and change his game a little bit. And it had some more skills. I think the only thing that needed to get stronger had nothing to do with all mental, mental and, and heart. But he could have done that in college with the college coach and, and how he played. I Listen, I think LeBron is in the top five. I, I do think he's in the top five, but he's just not. I, he's just not. It, it's, it's not. I When we do this argument, just like he said, I don't know how. I don't know how you, you you have to break it down and really move facts around. <laughs> give me a t- give me give me your top five. Well, it's Jordan number one. Right. I don't uh, care about the order. It's your top five. Okay. Uh, as far as greatest, but see Jordan. Like again, I told you when we did this, Jordan isn't my first pick. If I if I'm in a draft, uh, just give me a top five. Kareem. Right. Magic. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we go to here? Well, we know LeBron's in there, so that's four. Who's the other guy? Man, I don't know because I want to go back and take an <sighs> old, a, a different player. But you know how many people are right now going? Come on! No, they want Co- okay, Kobe. Okay, well, I'm going Jordan, Magic, Bird, Kobe. Oh Jesus, LeBron. But see, I'm not even comfortable with saying Kobe because if it's a team, a lot of times I like to look at it as a team, and, and then I'm probably I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to either take KD over Kobe if in, in a team if I need another player if I need a bigger player KD over Kobe I could do KD I could go I could do uh, uh, fuck what, now I can now I can even Steph run. no no what's the uh, Played with the Admiral, the uh, uh, Duncan. Duncan. I could go Duncan, who I think is one of the best underrated players ever to go over in. Kobe. 
Kobe, I already have Michael. If I'm picking a team. Oh, you're going for the team shit. That's what I'm saying. But Kobe, uh, best on best, Kobe. Okay. Okay. I think. Of course, there has to be, I think. Well, there's there's other players that have been that have come that you, we forget about as we move on. You don't yeah, I, in, listen, in man, your I, list. Do you, you don't have Isaiah in there? You you tell no, me you no, think no, Isaiah is. No, no, no. You don't think he's in the top five? No. Okay. No. Um, I'm mad that Bird's not in there. I think Bird should be in there, but Bird Bird's in my top ten. You know. Um. You know. Again, I, I don't. I don't want to get off on a basketball tangent, but the thing that pisses me off. With this young generation is when they say Michael played in an era where the competition was truck drivers, plumbers, and repair workers. And I'm going, Michael's uh, road to six chips wasn't based on one-on-one play. It was team versus team. And every team he played against to win a chip had an all-star and a Hall of Famer. So stop it with that. Well, wait a minute, though. Let's let's do this, too, if they're going to say that. Um. If you're going down the lane in, in, in Jordan's time and there's a mechanic and a plumber that's down the lane that's right. going to rip your fucking head off, right? I'll take that over the ballerinas that are playing today. And I, I don't I mean anything in, in when I say ballerinas. I do. Ballerinas is a very I do skillful, artful way. I know what you mean, but I, I hear you. Fuck that. I mean, you accidentally hit someone. Uh, with your backhand as you're moving away from the basket and they have to go look at it to give you a technical Listen, foul. And, and, do you know what you had to do to get a technical foul? In exactly. Our- let, me, let me ask you something. And this is what, what drives me crazy. I'm going, when they say today's athletes are more skilled, what are we looking at? I'm, I don't see what y'all are seeing. So if we're talking about three-pointers, a three is a three. Now I get it. Steph Curry's got the amazing range. He can shoot a three from his home bathroom and make it into the arena's hoop. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's still three points. I don't care what the range is. And y'all act like we didn't have guys like, again, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Reggie Miller, Glenn Rice. But a three is a three. A two point's a two point. When you talk about dunks, ferocious dunks, artistic dunks, stylish dunks, whatever. We didn't have Jordan, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, Sean Kemp, Tracy McGrady. So where is the difference? I get, and if y'all are talking about Well, the big men shoot threes now. Okay, but they don't play in the post like they used to. And it was always traditional for the big men, inside, outside, back to the basket. Y'all, today's generation has just traded the post for threes. When we had Patrick, Shaq, uh, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, guys that played with their back to the basket, which is what a big man is supposed to do. What is, where is the skill that is so vastly different? What? The game's faster. I'm I'm looking at clips of the 90s and I'm looking at clips of the day. The speed looks the same to me. Getting up and down the court. What is the skill y'all are talking about? Dude, I'll take any big man in today's game to hit me coming down the lane over Bill Lambeer. Or Rick Mahorn. Or Rick Mahorn. Or anybody from uh, the Knicks. Because <laughs> that whole squad was a bunch of project uh, niggas. Well, same when you go to Detroit. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I just, and, and when you go, today's athletes are more skilled. What athletes you talking about? James Harden, who only plays on one end of the floor, score his ass off, no defense. Steph Curry, a guy who can shoot the lights out, no defense. Not known for defense. He can play a little defense. <laughs> he ain't great. KD, 
A guy who lo- who blows a 3-1 deficit to the team he was supposed to beat, then joins them the very next year? That was what skills are you talking he about? He didn't lose the game. I know, but you don't blow a 3-1 lead and then join the team that, that, that beat you the next year. Jordan would never. Magic would never. Bird would never. I'm not saying anything so, bad about So when Katie. you're talking about skill set, fuck that. Skill set is one thing, but what makes a complete player? The mindset too. The mentality. And there's no way Magic Bird and Larry go, yo, we blew it. First of all, I don't think Magic Bird or Larry blow a 3-1 lead. And certainly if they did, they got the pedigree to go, oh, word, see you motherfuckers next year. Not, oh, word. Yo, can I get a jersey? I will give this to the young, this younger generation over the older generation. This one gets paid. Yeah. They get paid. No, and, and, and rightfully so, because I saw too many times during the generation that we came up in, player wanted to stay with the team, so they signed for less, and then they get traded. You got to get your money. And this, 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 this generation, they're getting their money. I think a lot of this generation, basketball players should have my OnlyFans accounts. You know what I mean? Show off some of that ballerina talent. Uh, Anthony Braxton, Gangsters Lingo. What up, ANA? This is my fourth email, so I'm still listening from the beginning. And episode 203 is called The Authenticity. Should be called Gangster Discipline. It's a gang in Chicago. And one of my many slogans is, till the world blow. I'm still laughing, but like I said, it's a gang gang thing. So now you have to look for an artist from the Gangster Disciples Opposition the oops, he puts in parentheses, would be the Vice Lords or Latin Kings, Blackstones and the Four Corner Hustlers. I just wanted to give y'all some street knowledge about them gangs. Y'all stay straight up funny. Funny, funny. Ha ha. I see you laughing, though. Uh, last, last, Burner Boy Artist. I emailed Andy about a week ago regarding putting people's emails on y'all's T-shirts. Condensed version if they're long. Oh, that wouldn't work for Devon Curse. Uh, brilliant, huh? Anthony Braxton, King Juba. What is this nigga talking about? He wants uh, thinks that emails would be great on a t-shirt. No, okay. Who's going to buy someone else's email on a t-shirt? I don't think anybody. Okay. Well, that's why you're not in business, Anthony Braxton. <laughs> that's why the Jew here is who I fucks with. The person who wants that t-shirt is the person that sent it in. Yeah. And thank you for all the uh, sh- sh- Chicago street gang info. Uh, I'll never be going in any of those neighborhoods or associated with any of those type of people. So, uh, thank you. But, nah. (laughs) That's information I don't need to have at all. What have you found out? Like, the best, best whatever food that you like is in a neighborhood, but you got to go through this neighborhood, this scary neighborhood. I will finally download Uber Eats. (laughs) Uh, Mike Ryan, the Italian guy, the fucking Italian guy. Uh, hey, Aries and Andy, after last week, uh, you're right. I had a bad case of the Andes. Had a last minute thought. Ha ha. I was rewatching episode 215, great, episode, uh, great action scenes. Andy, I swear, laughed so hard. Aries, I swear, laughed so hard. It damn near cried when you told us the first time you did the impression of the rappers in New York. And they said you was garbage and you played that sad music. I cried. 
I love the podcast, guys. And I live in Southwest Virginia. Yeah, bro. The uh, the Bill Bixby. Um, what's the nigga name that actually played Hulk, the weightlifter? Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Theme like song. How, you like how that came out of... Crisp, nigga. <laughs> that came out crisp. No problem. Yeah. Uh, LeBron ship. Aries, nigga, you ain't never lied. Stacey Dash was so fucking bad in the mid-90s to early 2000s. Nigga learned how to beat meat off that bitch. All right. <laughs> it is. Maybe that could have been one of the emails on the shirt. Yes. I learned how to beat meat off that bitch. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, we're going to ask that you deport the plane right now. Uh, there are several people that are highly offended with your shirt. Um, I used to have a baseball hat that just said fuck across the top. That's it? Yeah. You ever caught any shit? Yeah. From who? People, like, I couldn't get into clubs wearing it. Like like nightclubs? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Anywhere that you thought you wouldn't have a problem getting in that you couldn't get in? No, I I, I guess I knew that there was <clears> going to be a problem where I went with it. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of knew. Mm. Uh, I had one that said sex. And that was a problem? That was a problem. You must have wore that in Utah. No, uh, anywhere that you were. You couldn't wear that one on a plane either. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Kyle Sick, two Aries Spears. Dear West, dear, dear West versus Miss Owens. Yo, my dudes, what it be? Kyle Singer again. I'm going to resend this because I just came across the duel you asked for a while ago. It's age, but only a year. But I haven't heard y'all speak about or mention Dr. West and Candace sitting at a bar and discussing current events. Y'all got to put to a uh, put a voice to this. It's needed for what's going around the states today. Please listen to it and give us you guys responses. Uh, it's everything you wanted, Mr. Spears. As always, love y'all. I'm with y'all till the wheels fall off. Peace, brothers. Kyle, P.S. I was talking to my bitch the other day and came up with a joke. I told her uh, I was going to slam my face in a box dressed up as Pinocchio and tell her nothing but lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is good. Uh, I, I've seen that. Have you? Yeah, there's a lot of clips of, of it. You can watch the whole thing. How too. was it? It's good. Who wins? Uh, you know, it's a conversation. Oh, boo. Who do you think wins? Cornell. Yeah. But was it like a decisive win? You know, when... <laughs> Dude, I, honestly, I would like to see... Who would I like to see him talk to? I don't care who it is. When you watch, when he speaks, right. the way that he talks and the way that he structures his conversation, mm-hmm. uh, him and Jordan Peterson, I would like to see have a conversation. Who's Jordan Peterson? He's the white dude that is that people claim is a conservative, but he really isn't. He's the uh, guy from um, uh, got in trouble in Canada because he didn't want to go along with the compelled speech laws, mm-hmm. and now he has the 12, uh, 12 rules for twelve rule. I think it's called twelve rules. Uh, it's he's an he's an interesting character. He has very. He's been trying to be. They try to paint him as a conservative. He's not, and he is just a very interesting speaker. And he's worth listening to. For a, I like perspectives. Whether you like, and this is what I, this is goes to like what Chappelle says about comedy too. Everybody's perspective is worth listening to because if you listen to them and you understand, you have understanding where people are coming from. And if you understand where they're coming from, then your argument can be tailored to combat that. If you don't understand where they're coming from, then you are just screaming at something at them that they're not going to get anyway. Right. Um, 
so Cornell was the way he's he's just very like you want to hear more like he because the way he says the way he explains it like you might even disagree with because uh, there's a lot of a lot of things he says I don't agree with a hundred percent but the way he speaks and the way he talks I'm like okay that it doesn't bother me that I'm listening to a, a different perspective than mine like I, I because he's doing it with intelligence uh, in a, in a in, in a tone that isn't making. To speak to Candace Owens the way that he did and and to keep her from losing her mind on some things that other people probably have said to her and she's lost her mind, it just shows what you can do when you stay calm, knowledgeable, and you explain your position. Oh, you speaking of calm. You know who I would love to see talk to her? Farrakhan. It, it would be interesting, but I don't think it would be great. Why? Uh Based on what she says, you don't think he would slice and dice her? There would be a Benny Hanna moment. I think she has comebacks because the, not the way, for him. Nah, I, I, would be, I don't be, see it'd it be for interesting. Him. It would be interesting to see it though. All right, I, I would. I would watch it, but I, I think that it'd be more better than you think. No, yep, I do. Not with him. Not with him. I don't think there's an answer he doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, she is very good at framing conversation. He's very good at giving, delivering his opinion. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the framework of the conversation. And I don't know if she could, I, I, I don't know if she could keep him in that line. You don't keep minister in any line. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? The whole mentality of thinking you could keep a black man in line. I, I, I goes against the very fabric that the minister is trying to sew. There is no line that you can keep that kind of unkept elegance that bequeaths that kind of non-intellectual intelligence coming from her. You understand what I'm saying, brother? See, no, I, I'm not going to get into this one right now. We're not you. I'm not going to get into it with you. Did you see the double yes, entendre that I created? He it would be it would be an interesting debate. I, I'm not I like I'm not saying that she's gonna win this debate. I'm just saying it would be more interesting than I think you think it is. I think if she tried to battle Brother Khalid Muhammad uh in a face to face, he would end up punching her in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marcus. Smoking A's. Uh to my guys. Uh, the smoking A's. Uh, yo, fellas, real quick, I just wanted to say you have delivered me some comedy gold on Saturday. Uh, show was great. I truly hope enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, it was great getting to meet you and Andy after listening to the podcast for quite some time now. Thank you guys again, and I hope you guys like the Parlay Brothers shirt I brought you uh, for both of you. You got it on underneath? Got it on underneath. Oh, there it is. There you go. Uh, special shout out to Andy, who said he was going to try and wear it out somewhere. Uh, I just oh, showed it on the shit. podcast right now. That's a blessing in and of itself. Wish y'all the best. Appreciate you, Mr. Marcus. Um, Corey Jenkins, Knock at the Cabin. What's up, Anna? Just saw uh, Knock at the Cabin, and it made me realize when it comes to wrestlers turn actors... Dave Bautista, hands down, is the best. He uh, has way more range than The Rock. The Rock essentially plays the same person in different situations. The movie itself is mid, was mid 
What's mid? Um, gave it a six out of ten. Well, that's got to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering what your thoughts on the movie and Dave Batista's acting. I got to be honest, dog. I haven't seen Dave Batista outside of anything except Drax and Gardens of Galaxy. Um, I just haven't. Uh, I don't even recall seeing much of John Cena in anything, only because, you know, I just haven't. Uh, you said what? Was he in Amy Schumer's movie? Yeah, he was in it. He was funny in that, too. Uh, very funny in that. Uh, I wonder if she gave him direction. Um, yeah, man, listen. Um, whether it's Batista, The Rock, or John Cena, they, they're, they're both not going f- far from what they're made for. You know, give me a gun. I'm blowing shit up. Let me flex my pecs. Uh, but that's, you know... As guy food, that's what we go for sometimes. You know, we don't always want a filet mignon. You know, sometimes we just want, you know, a crispy chicken sandwich from, you know, Carl's Jr. Or, you know, a big sloppy burger. You know what I mean? We, we In and out. With some Whataburger. That's all. I'm surprised Whataburger didn't come from Boston. Guys, I'm hungry. Let's go get a couple of Whataburgers. Texas. Texas. That's where it's from. Uh, I'm trying to see the other one that he did in here that was he's in Blade Runner Reddick oh, Demons Glass Onion I haven't seen that Glass I wanna, Onion yeah that's that's out right now oh, okay that's streaming right now um, <clears throat> I'm looking for one that I thought was good that I want to see if I can find it because I can't remember the name of it I, I think he's good I mean he has his own but he really he put together something that's different than, I, than those other guys. Yeah, but I don't think the the rock brings the rock to a project. I mean, that's kind of what you're supposed to do as an actor, but it's easy. You know what did what did what did Arnold bring to a movie? You know what I'm saying? Other than again, what he's built for, like that's you know you're never gonna get past that. You could never get past that with Arnold. But you didn't go see that. But you, you went to go see him. <laughs> How'd that go again? <laughs> you went to go see him for, you know, what he did. Blow shit up. Muscles. Oh, Stuber. Action. Stuber. That's the movie where he, the, the Indian dude's driving, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a funny. It was funny because it's not, okay. Yes, he brought something different than, than uh, I think The Rock would have brought to that. Uh yeah, man, I, I I do see your point, uh, but I mean, it's he is he's trying to he's trying to create and cut himself more into yeah a dramatic yeah guy that has that has a different range. Rock brings rock to oh, it. I love when these big uh, brolic ass niggas go uh, put me in a movie where I play a florist and a pianist, and that's gonna change my image, <laughs> nigga. You the strongest uh, clay maker we've ever seen. You know what I mean? You cutting dandelions with little scissors and think that that somehow makes us visually not see you got pecs the size of boulders on your chest. Like, like fuck out of here. Put you behind an English piano and you start hitting keys. Like, we don't see your thighs look like whole hippo bodies. If I, if I wrote a movie for The Rock that had different kind of range and everything and I took it to Hollywood and said, I, I got this, and I think Rock mm-hmm. would be perfect for it. They would tell me. They would tell me to get out of here. Rock doesn't do that movie. Well, his agents might tell you. Yeah, that. yeah. Told me to cut you off, man. But we have to take a break. 
It's nothing personal. It's just business. <sighs> Jason Bolijack. I don't know if I've ever read it from this guy before. Bolijack. All right. Dear Aries, what's good, bro? I've been a fan of your comedy for years, but just recently got hip to your podcast. I love the banter between you and Andy, <clears throat> especially. Oh, shit. Especially when it comes to discussing racism and race relations. Speaking of racism, I would love to hear your view on colorism within the black community. In my opinion, I feel that this inner racism has plagued the black community for years, but no one wants to touch it. Like that old secret in a black family that needs to be exposed, but yet continues to get swept under the rug for some odd reason. Uh, it's like an unspoken cancer. Yeah, you probably guessed it. I'm a light-skinned black man that's heard this high yellow bullshit for years. Seriously, what color is higher or lighter than yellow? White, right? So it's like your slick way of calling me white. Uh, or no, they could call you red bone, which is something they would call light-skinned people. Uh, yeah, I could be overthinking it. You are. But over the years, I've come across more than a few black folks of a dark complexion that have given me that same hard stare and racist energy of a white trash redneck hillbilly. I don't get it. Just because my skin complexion, 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 I almost sound like magic reading. Just because my skin complexion don't mean you won't experience success. Uh, complexion is one that white folks can digest easier than yours. Does it mean that I haven't experienced racism at all? Sorry for the rant and the long email, bro. LOL. I would love to get Andy's perspective on this topic as well and see if he can relate. Uh, I also sincerely hope this email gets read on the podcast to shed some light and perhaps open some eyes on something that needs to be exposed so it can lose its power. Hopefully it will uh, vibrate us higher and push uh, this community forward. Much love and respect to you both. Keep up the great work. Um, you know, the silly shit's going to always exist no matter what. I don't think that that's as impactful as it once was back in the day. Um, I think we've grown a little bit more since then. Uh, but, you know, listen, it, it all stems from slavery. I've, I've said that before. Uh, the effects of it, um, you know, light skin being treated a little bit better than the dark skin uh, because it is closer to white. I'm not saying that's what it is. We obviously know it isn't. Uh, but... That's that's that, you know, uh, with, with the divide and conquer, you know, the way to pit us against each other. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to I don't I don't want to put too much on it because I feel like we've crossed these waters uh, before. Uh, but, you know, listen, man, at the end of the day. Beauty comes in all colors. I've seen some dark skinned sisters almost as black as my beats case. Uh that are beautiful. And I've seen some red bones uh, that are beautiful. Uh, just depends on what you like and what you like, baby. You know? Uh, I say don't let it fuck with you, brother. Do your thing, baby. I mean, you know, back in the 90s, early 90s, you niggas was in season. I <laughs> mean, I'll be sure Christopher Williams, you know, y'all niggas was in season. And then Wesley Snipes came and saved the day and brought dark-skinned niggas to light. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was once upon a time ago, you niggas was like crabs in Merlin. You was in season. So I, I, I understand, though, from the feeling of not feeling <clears throat> like you fit in in any of the groups yeah. that you belong to. Right. And 
it's uncomfortable because you have to be comfortable in your own in your own skin. You don't have a choice. Um, but I do feel that it, it it it's it is divisive for the black community to. I'm not saying right now. I'm not part of this. So I said I, I, the divisiveness. When you need to be together, you need to be together. I guess, and we should saying. always be together. be together. That's that. That's that. Right. Was, that's what I was trying to get to. Uh, I think it's better when we're together. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in, in whatever your social group is, it's better when you get because it, you, that's who you lean on in times of trouble. Mm-hmm. And if you lean, are you going to lean on? And someone goes, "Well, you know, right." It's not. That's not a great place to be. But I, I've found that my whole life. I'm not Jewish. I'm not. I'm not Mexican. Um, not white. So, you know, you, you know, what I ended up with was good friends. I, I ended up with people that are just different. And, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that part of my life because I found that, um, through all of it, none of it made a difference. It, it was my friends are the people that I'm going to count on that I lean on. <clears throat> so, uh, lean on me. It's, it's different though. when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you. Carry on. There's the Mexican guys in there. Where? And lean on me. Where? The teacher. What teacher? Wasn't the teacher the teacher? Oh, I think it was one Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah, they, she was fired eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear the school song. And this time, if you don't know it, you should be suspended immediately. Don't fuck around with it. Go on the keys up. Go on up. <laughs> That's like the first did... time I learned that word expeditiously. Do it expeditiously. I like when you do it in the in your when you're on the stand up. Yeah, when you're going off on someone. Mr. Yeah. Donnell, stand up, Mr. Donnell. Do you know why you're being demoted? Because I'm sick and tired of our football team getting kicked all over the field. Thank you. Sit down. That was Michael Beach, the the teacher. Badass actor back in the day. They kind of, they stopped using him for a little bit, but he was in that shit we watched. Tulsa King, yo, the father. Tulsa oh, oh, King, okay, the black dude. That's Michael Beach. Okay, he was Mister Darnell, and he would. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you will give me the goddamn respect that I deserve, or I will kick your black ass. What is the side? Okay, I'm going to ask an honest question. Yep, and I'm sure I'll get some people that hit me up in a weird way. What is the cycle, especially earlier when we're when we go back to eighties, nineties, early two thousands? Right. There seemed to be a rotation where it was the, the black guy, mm-hmm. and it was just was that just the one that hit? And that there were what, what what do you think made the black guy that that became the guy for whatever period of movies where they get six, eight movies and then nowhere? Um, you know, just you know, they hit a stride where they appear in a number of hit things and they know, you know, it's like a list, a short list of who they want. And depending on the movie you're in, that was hot and how hot was it? Yeah. You become the dude. So in, in the casting director's room, there could be a list of 10 black dudes and that was it. This is my, these are the choices yeah. that we're doing for right yeah. now and see who's available and who's going to ask for too much money. Who's not, who's going to accept the sodomy, who won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, uh, to whoever I can't remember who, but whoever told us about Kaleidoscope on Netflix with Giancarlo Esposito, I just started watching that. I'm loving it. Thank you. I'm loving it. 
Giancarlo Esposito, I swear, his delivery, he's like a sophisticated wine. You know, like a wine, nigga. The way I, and if I try to do it, I'm going to end up going, oh, oh, oh. but he, he's got a certain way he says certain things. There's, a, there's an elegance to his voice and his delivery. I love it. Yeah, he's put together well. But then I said to you last night when you brought him up, I go, you know, he's Hispanic. I ain't giving you him. <laughs> right, but then I, that's, that's the Esposito, nigga. But then I said to you, Giancarlo, that's a nigga. I ain't giving that to you. That's Italian, Giancarlo. They derive from niggas. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We splitting Giancarlo Esposito, nigga. You got one half, I got the other. Fuck that. <laughs> Try me with that Sicilian bullshit. All right, uh, Devon007, uh, 440 stand. Great episode as always, guys. Vaughn, the artist from DC here. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, more of a football and boxing when it comes to sports. I felt the need to write in after hearing you guys cover this topic again. Aries, you and I are close to the same age. And growing up, I am happy to say I saw in real time a lot of Jordan unreal plays. So when it comes to the great debate of who is who is or are the best players in the immortal words of Dylan from making the band, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> Fill in the dialing context for those who might not know. <laughs> what, what? It's, to reach back for dialing is just uh -huh. fucking funny to me. Uh, who are the Mount Rushmore of basketball players? He puts Jordan, 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 Jordan. I know there are only four on Mount Rushmore, but damn it, add and make Jordan the fifth anyway. LOL, love you guys, Vaughn out. Um, yeah, we just named our top five, so uh, it's kind of hard to go back and do that even for the... The, the sake of the joke. You know what would be the best thing that we could do? Yes. Raise enough money. Mm -hmm. This would be completely uh, inappropriate, but I would, I would um, just let me set the scenario for you. No. We raise enough money and unbeknownst to anyone, mm -hmm. we add Jordan to the Mount Rushmore, the actual Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just... So it's the four presidents and Jordan. And then Jordan. <laughs> You'll piss somebody off. <laughs> well, it'd piss off everyone in the world right, because right. that it doesn't even belong there in the first place. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see it just for the reaction. Um, all right, let me read this. Someone, someone draw a Mount Rushmore for us and we'll put it up here. Incidentally, I haven't been by my office in what feels like a gazillion years to pick up mail. Uh, so I recently went there, uh, end of beginning of this week, uh, and I picked up some mail. And of course, somebody uh, sent me a big thing that they drew of me. Uh, but the thing I got, I got a small little Manila envelope, and inside, remember the thing where I showed you on my uh, phone the email where somebody drew the Aries Twinkie with the base. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got cream, sun, Aries Twinkie. Yeah. Dude sent me the finalized. Colored, everything. It's awesome. I can't wait to frame it and hang it. Yeah, this is me as my whole body. Take a picture a of it so we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the New York hat with the one and the Twinkies and the one Timberland. I got cream, son. <laughs> it's dope. I loved it. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Where's your, where's your office? Do you have an office? I didn't know you even had an office. You know what I mean, nigga? It's, is it in like. Don't worry about it. It's in LA, though. Don't worry about it, nigga. Why, why isn't your office in your house? You got Don't like 22 bedrooms. Don't worry about it, nigga. I mean, you're asking too many questions, hunky. <laughs> right. 
God, I wish Hunky had the same cachet as nigger. But it just doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Because if it did, there would be... Oh, if it did, you motherfuckers would be protesting and marching and hunting no, like no, slaves. No, no, no. It would have... A, there would be an equality. So the, the, you could use either one. An equality or an equality? An equality. Equality. I, I was wondering. I'm yeah, just, I made up some new equal words. equity, nigga. Yeah. Equality. equality. So, so everybody... It would, then, then things would change. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, Nick Puente. Knowledge is the wealth I want. Aries and Andy, what's up? I hope y'all doing well. Can't wait to see you in Denver on February 25th. In previous emails, I have expressed that I am getting back out into the comedy world and how I have a natural talent for this. So I have some questions. Uh, My first question, is raw talent enough to make it? Let me tell you now, no. Um, Or is it like any other art of entertainment where you simply have to put in the work because you know talent alone isn't always enough. This is where I am now putting in the work because my talent just isn't enough. Maybe I'm doing... Oh, shit, man. I'm telling you. It's happening to you. Maybe uh, what I'm doing on stage is answering... I'm telling you, I know I said this before, but we are going to have a podcast episode where Andy reads them. And I can sit back and just... You read so much better than I do. But that's why we need to have it, so that I can sit back and watch you... Tiny Tim your way through the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe what I'm doing on stage is answering this question myself. My next question is, we live in the world of social media and sensitivity. So so it's harder to be as ruthless as I would like to be. I fire shots at relatives, friends, and random audience members. Uh, Put some parentheses. I'm not worried about the audience members. They're always fair game. Um, Sometimes when my friends and relatives... Let me go back a second. Uh, but when you, again, when you invest in your friends and family, they're more inclined to laugh at you in terms of love and support. Uh, an audience member is going to tell you the truth. So I would rather know the truth than, uh, you know, false, you know what I'm saying? False shit. See how he finishes. Sometimes when my friends and relatives hear how I speak about them in my sets, they get their ass hairs in a twist. Okay. How do you guys uh, face this challenge when you create jokes about your friends and family? Next, I don't feel I'm producing that A1 Bolivian Yayo just yet. Uh, I'm producing Mexican brickweed at best right now. How can I separate myself from everyone else and produce that A1 product? Final question. Uh, Comedy is subjective, as you both know. Should I just play with what the defense gives me and fire from the hip with no real plan? or stick religiously to material or a hybrid of the two. I'm asking all these questions because I'm not trying to get canceled before my career even starts. And I want to make the rooms I perform in roar with laughter. Uh, Thank you for reading. Check out my Instagram page that is dedicated to comedy. Uh, There's content there. Not a, not a lot right now, but I just started the page not too long ago. Give me a follow or a like if you guys wouldn't mind. And then he, uh, Gives out his Instagram, which is at Nick Puente Comedy, N-I-C-K-P-U-E-N-T-E Comedy, C-O-M-E-D-Y. And then he also wrote an O Steve, which I'll read for next time. Um, dude, you're saying a lot of things that go against each other. You, you, you're saying on one end some things that make it seem like you, you, you know how to steer the ship. But on the other end, you're saying some things that make it sound like you want to abandon it. Um, as much as I have my issues with Gerard right now. I'm going to quote something he said 
that I thought was brilliant. He goes, ladies, y'all want a man with a lot of money, and you also want a man uh, that will treat you right. I'm here to let you know them is two different motherfuckers. Uh, so that's what I feel like this is. You, you're saying on one end one thing, but then you're quickly backtracking on the other end. I don't know that you can. I mean, maybe hey, maybe I'm maybe this is a testament to my inability. Uh, you either worried about being canceled or you don't. But I don't know that if you're trying to be true to yourself, you can serve both both things at once. Um, either you're going to be the guy who's not offensive or you're going to be the guy that's offensive. But if you're trying to be the guy that's offensive because that's who you feel you are naturally are, but you're worried about offending, well, then you're going to have a tough conundrum. You either be it or you don't. Uh, you either live with those consequences or you don't. Uh you know, when I had my meeting with my manager and my agent, I wore this shirt and my manager said, I hate that joke. Stop doing that joke. He said, not because it's not funny, but because of the climate we're in where everybody can record you at a show. Um, somebody might record you doing that joke and now we've got a headline. But I hate that joke. You need to stop doing that joke. And my thing is, well, where does it stop then? Because if 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 your if my concern should be if I do this particular joke, and in, in a place where now it's unless you're Dave Chappelle and you're locking phones up, you're gonna always have to worry about that from city to city, and I'm supposed to be worried about that city to city all year long. So where does it stop? So if you tell me this joke ain't safe based on what this phone can do, well then I should throw my whole set away. So, but I'm willing to live with that. I'm just willing to live with those consequences. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle, but not really. Not, not your situation. The hard part is your situation is completely different than his situation. You, sir, are not cancelable. You can't be canceled because you you haven't got started. What can they cancel? But, but he's worried that even if he does something, can he get started? If he's coming out the yeah, blocks, yeah, you can. You can get started. The, the thing that you have to. Uh, keep in mind is you may not to get to do certain places. Somebody may not like you and go, okay, he does this kind of jokes. These are the kind of jokes that he does. Uh, but you're in, a, a, if you're just starting, people will work with you or talk to you and you can ask them, well, why don't you like this? Why don't you want me to do that? And you could decide. Uh, and then this will kind of translate for Aries. I like being, I, do you like going outside? Do you like, like night outside? When it's nice out or it doesn't matter? Well, no, I'm not giving you that. I just yeah, asked yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if it's raining, do you go outside? Not really, but if I have Unless to, you I have, have to. to. Right. It's raining right now in comedy. Sometimes you can't, you have to pull back on something that you might not want to do to keep from getting canceled. Uh, but uh, before this cancel shit started, raining wasn't a factor. But now that it started, it's a factor. But And I say that to say, all right, so... If this is going to always be the factor, you ain't never supposed to go out in the rain. Then, you, then, then it's not worth living. So then you have to do it. But to that is some jokes are worth dying for and some jokes aren't worth dying for. And those, right. those are decisions you have to make. Um, I think it's important to do. I think it's important. All the ones that you would die for, keep, keep doing those. I mean, why would you stop? You know, maybe this is where I'm just stubbornly stupid. Uh, and I remember, you know, I've, I've stolen a lot of comedy books from green rooms across the country. 
And one of the books that I stole, I forget what the name of it was, but it just had testimonials from all the big names in comedy. And I remember, I think Roseanne Barr, and I even hate to say this because it sounds like, well, that's a bad example. Look what happened to her. But what she did was totally different from- But she's back right now. Okay. But what she basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, was, and you, we've alluded to this, whether it's Carlin's, know where the line is, and you're supposed to cross it. Dave Chappelle's, you don't know where the line is until, until you cross, cross it. it. Uh, Patrice's, half the audience should be laughing, the other half horrified. Roseanne alluded to it in a, in a way where it was like, it is, it is your fucking job and your destiny to be in this game and say what the fuck you feel comedically. If it's funny, yes, it's subjective, but if you feel it's funny and you have tested it and it is funny, say that shit. Dave Chappelle, when he won the Mark Twain Award, and I think he, he said it when he went to the improv that night. And you know the saying, I'm, I'm about to fuck this up completely, but to the extent, same thing. My, we do this to, to say what the fuck you got to say. And I'm just going, it goes back to what my manager said. You want to be rich or you want to be right? And I'm just like, of course I want to be rich. Uh, of course I want to be right. Is there a way to service both? But fuck all that. I feel like if I, the day I go, <sighs> I'm going to stop doing the joke because he told me to. I'm going to not do the joke because of a camera phone and the possibility of a headline. I'm going to not say what I want to say because of whatever. I'm going to be sick to my stomach. I don't know that I could live with myself. I, I, and I agree with you. I'm not saying don't do the joke. What I'm saying is, is that joke today worth it? Is it? Is it? Is that joke, when you do the joke, right. do you feel like you really gave the audience something? Right. I'm not, and I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just saying in general, as a comic, did I give the audience something that was definitely meaningful and needed for my life that I needed to give out? Right. And if, if it is, then you got to do it. But if it's a joke that you do that is that you go, I, I can see where this doesn't have as much weight as it maybe once did or mm. that I should, then then it, you don't owe it. You don't owe it. You owe it to comedy to pull that out and put something else in there. Right. I, I'm, but I, I, but that has to be within yourself. That's, that's how you, what you decide. Um, but he, what I would listen to is he has a lot of things about what, sh what should I do? <laughs> Dude, the answer is only, you know. Right. And the only way you know is to go up all the time. And the only way that you're going to go up all the time is for you to put the effort into going out all the time and finding rooms to go do. And you go do that as much as you can and you keep doing it until you figure out what it is that you want to do without asking these questions. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What? Because I just got the text. <laughs> the manager from the club said, uh, 6.30 pickup for the night? I said, yes. I said, what are the numbers? Now, before we came here, the numbers were okay. Second show was kind of on the weak side. Uh, sold out first show tonight. Second one, getting close. Uh, and I know I don't have enough T-shirts. Yeah, you probably don't. Damn. Well, you have enough. You're going to sell them all out. Well, no, but if, if the sales are like last night, yeah, oh, I'll be sold out. First, first show. show. I didn't short you that many. I really didn't. I only short you. You had three shows, which is half the amount of shows that we normally have. And I gave you uh, four-fifths of what you normally carry. Four-fifths 
Four fifths. Oh, okay. Say put the fifth on that motherfucker because four fifths <laughs> sound like we're doing some Greenwich Village shit in here. <laughs> no, it, it, and it. I don't want nobody to walk past the room. I'm telling you, dude, I wish I could make a collage of things you've said where if someone doesn't know the context, it is the most horrendous, raunchiest, brutal, violent, two guys beard on beard, muscular sex <laughs> that ever existed, nigga. Yeah, I, I, I gave you four fists and you walking by the room. Nigga's like, what? I bet you that room smells like, <laughs> nigga, uh, past the date baloney and old mayo that's been out in the summer. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to say th on fifths, four fifths. Four fifths. There you go. I want to hear the th, th on that okay. motherfucker. But Let you, me hear the Tyson on that bitch. <laughs> to your to your other question, though, uh, and I do want to answer is, should you have something ready to go? You should have both. Uh, what I mean is you should be able to go ahead and play with the audience, but you should have uh, Aries calls it his playbook. You have to have your playbook ready to go. And you got to be ready to scramble, man. Lead a pocket. Michael Vickett. You know what I mean? And again, I said this. This is why I love that analogy. You could still be a Hall of Fame type, top tier quarterback and never leave the pocket, a la Peyton Manning, a la who's another quarterback that don't leave the pocket? That's how much I don't know football. But who's a who's a in the pocket QB? Brett Favre. I was, you could still be top dog. No, Brett Favre runs around. Does he? Did yeah. he? Did he? The one you want is the guy who just got uh, traded, Jimmy Garofalo. He stays in the pocket. You know what I mean? But, I, you know, you could still be a top-tier quarterback. But if you could fucking pocket it and vic it, oh, boy. You can, build a, you can build a different offense. You know what I mean? But this is the thing. Gary Goldman, he doesn't leave the pocket in comedy. He stays with what he's going to do. He stays do. in the locker room, nigga. No, nice. he doesn't move. This is my material. You paid to come see it. This is what right. I'm going to give you. You're going to take this. You're going to enjoy it. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. And uh, listen, and if you have anything to say about it, I'll have someone get you the fuck out. There you go. That, that, that's it. And so it also depends on who, what, what kind of comic you want to be. There's different avenues. for uh, Comedy is not, it's not one note. There it is, baby. That's the show. Yeah, we got to put some water on the nuts. Yeah, we got to get going. Um, listen, here's where we're going to be real quick. If I can. Okay, you ready? I gave you four fists. Like, what? Four fists. Mom, what's going on in that room? <laughs> <laughs> if you got four fists, Louie's going to fall out. <laughs> oh, boy. Or, or. You'll make more room for me to have a sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, next week, this week, you're listening to this. You're listening to this on the 23rd. Uh, tomorrow, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the day, you should be listening to it. We're going to be at the Denver Improv, February 24th and 25th. March 3rd through the 4th, we're at Cincinnati Funny Bone in Liberty Township, Ohio. Uh, March 10th through the 11th, we're at Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. March 17th through the 18th, uh, Aries is going to be at the Funny Bone in oh, oh I can't hear, Omaha. Omaha. I, I, you are too. Nah, man. That's dude. I, you that's three shows, man. I got you. This is three shows. Yeah, but this was a train ride to come up here. You, well, that'll be free. We'll talk. Uh, that what a Jew thing to say. We, 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 nah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> We'll have, a, we'll have a little... Can we get it done? Nah, nah I got the schwitz and the matzo ball. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Uh, and then Aries' big date that he's looking forward to. 
so much. March 24th, the 26th, Miami which is actually in Doral, Florida. And I, is there any truth that uh, Donald Trump sent you an invitation to go hang out over at Mar-a-Lago? Are you trumping it up? No, I'm not going to be hanging with him. <laughs> the, the basketball, we've got to look into it. I can't fucking do it. At all, my Trump always turns into Stewie. <laughs> it's fine, though. Brian. Brian. <laughs> would you? I would hang out with Trump. Would you? Yeah, just for an interesting. Let's see what the experience is like. Everybody wanted to hang out with Trump before he became president. That's that's Because he wasn't an asshole. Yeah, he was always an asshole. I know, but he was more of a asshole you could get into. He was an asshole you would want to drink a beer with. So this Now he's an asshole you want to stay away from. So now, just for all those people who always say, I vote for my president as someone I want to drink a beer with. Well, <clears throat> that was the guy he was. <laughs> yeah. So that that doesn't qualify. Uh, but the difference is uh, Trump's drinking a beer out of a woman's ass. <laughs> uh, he walks into a teen pageant and sees all the beautiful teen girls and it says, I'd love to drink a Miller Lite of course, but I need you to stand on your head. Uh, so when I get to slurping, uh, get a little butt tinkle in there. <laughs> Your bombing's gotten better, but it has to be, it's when it's dirtiest, it's the best. Uh, I tell my best jokes, uh, when I'm feeling kind of dirty. Uh, you know, sometimes when you get that skanky feeling in your gut, uh, you produce the best skank material. Well, I just want to let you know that yeah. you, everybody says, you know, that I don't do impressions, but. Since I started this podcast, I've been doing a pretty good impression of, of, of Joe Biden. Forgetting shit, not saying shit oh, right. Oh, you've been doing that, dude. Yeah. You, was, you was in office before he was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got a musical guest? No, that's it. That's it? That's a show. We got to go. We got to go do a show. Uh, that's it. We're out. Uh, take care. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get the say. Got it?